What up, guys? Welcome to the Sound Centric Podcast. I'm Samuel Sarfo. I'm Adam Dash. Thank you, you guys, know. for tuning in for this week's episode. Uh, we have another special guest with us. We're here with Chris Patrick, who's one of Cadillac the best up-and-coming independent artists. Um, and if you are a growing independent artist, producer, whatever, uh, this is going to be the episode for you. So make sure you stay tuned to the very end. I know he's going to share a lot of great nuggets and tips for everyone. But Chris, thank you for being here. Welcome to Sound Centric. Hey, thank you for having me. Cadillac Chris is hilarious, bro. Like, every <laughs> once in a while, do a, people had those. Little we got to do a little like, Nardbar out here. Yeah, yeah, I love those. Those are great. Because you'll find some funny shit about me. So, like, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the fucking you run it, running a rider. Shout out to Ryder University. Yeah, shout out to Ryder. Wow. My, one of my best <laughs> friends went there, but he, he ended up transferring. Oh, word, word, word. Actually, I had a homie from Cherry Hill. Uh, his name was Kyle Bryant, and he was a high jumper with me from Cherry Hill. My brother probably knows him. My brother was a big track runner, I think the same age as you. He was oh, running word. like 1600 at 32. Oh, word. Was he, was he there the same uh, time I was? Or wait, you know, you said your friend, not your brother. No, no this, this is my brother. My brother was a runner. He didn't go, he went to Cherry Hill East, but. Oh, word, okay. I'm sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, but as you know, and as we told you, we start out by talking about our playlist title of the week. It's a way for us to talk about some new artists we love. It's a way to, for me and Sam just to recap. So Sam, how are we feeling? What's the title? I didn't come through with any any artists, but I got a good one. The playlist title is going to be called Kamikaze, and the song is going to be The Shoe Fits by Drake. Why Kamikaze? Because Drake dropped. Scary Hours 3, and it was in response, same way Eminem dropped Kamikaze because of fans kind of not being happy with the albums they dropped, and they dropped in Fuego afterwards, and it just shows, I guess, how fickle fans can be, especially with social media. Once you hear an album in two seconds, it's like, oh yeah, mid, come on, man, let's take take the time to actually listen to the project, and these artists are at the top for a reason. They're the best for a reason, and yeah. you know they delivered, Drake delivered. Yeah, shout out Joe Budden. For bowling Drake <laughs> into rapping his ass off. Joe Budden did it, man. He tsh, that boy crazy. That's more New Jersey for you. That's what we <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, man. Love that guy, bro. He is a crazy guy though, man. Jesus Christ. Yeah. For me, for my playlist title of the week, I gotta shout out a rapper who you're good friends with and you've name dropped in the album, Azar, the man who dropped oh. um I Now Know this year, one of my favorite albums. And the song that highlights this playlist is Don't Date Rappers, because that song is hilarious and it's <laughs> very accurate. Because I've always thinking, like, when you're a rapper, you talk about really personal stuff, and, like, that person's going to hear it. And it's just a really funny concept. Yeah, um, But, man. Chris, how are you feeling? What's the title? I, you know, um, I'm well. Uh, I think the title for mine would be, like, you know, uh, I, you know, it's crazy. I'm trying to think of a title. I'm thinking, like, is it Through the Fire or Just Keep It Pushing? And my <laughs> song is Evil Ways, because, like, I really just rock with how yeah. Drake and Cole just... First off, I like how Drake bounced back from when they were saying he wasn't rapping. So I like that. Pushing through, you know, pushing through all the flame they throwing at his ass. But I just, I'm a a great (laughs) fan of the raps, bro. Like, it's nice to see two, you know, not only are they amazing artists, but just back to the root of hip hop, like MCs getting on a record and just going back and forth and and then keeping the same rhyme scheme at the end. That shit is so fire to me, bro. Mm -hmm. Bro, that song, if it came out when I was 13, that would have been my favorite song ever. Like, that's all I've wanted was Drake and Cole going back and forth. I will say, album is amazing. It's what I wanted. I feel yeah. like Drake discovered that he can rhyme a whole song with one rhyme scheme and was like, let me just do that five times, which five is very times. impressive. Yeah, that dude impressive. just kept going one rhyme scheme the entire shit. Bro, I thought it was um, just me because I was just like, is he doing this every song? I'm not bad at it. I'm going rock with it yeah. at the end of the day. But it's like, I think he just rock. also picks up on just the trends and what they find popular. Because yeah. granted, not, not to knock rap or anything, we've been doing this forever. It's funny how yeah. everybody's like, oh, they rhyme the same rhyme scheme. Like, bro, we've been doing that since I was like 15. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, it's it's hilarious. And I tweeted it, but like, I deleted it right away because I'm like, I don't want to sound like a hater because it's impressive yeah. how he did it. Right. But I was like, he he's really just sticking to one rhyme scheme for all these songs. It's insane. Yeah. I think but it is impressive that he keeps it that way and continues to provide you with new context as he builds through the song. I think yeah. that's where it's impressive. Mm-hmm. Less of the yeah. fact that he's rhyming everything, but more how he's building a story consistently with this same pattern. I, I yeah. hope with that. That's the hard part. And yeah. But then every once in a while, he throws in a line, like, trying to get under your skin like an orange peel, where I'm like, right, you didn't need to go with that rhyme. Yeah. But, <laughs> hey, it happens to every rapper. It happens to, the goats, the, yeah. to all the goats. But to go off our Cole comment, so J. Cole recently said in an interview that it's always normal to compare rap to the NBA. That's what we all do. It's just so much cultural connection between the two things. Yeah. But he said in the Lil Yachty interview, rap is more like track and field. Well, we got a D1 track and field athlete. So I want to know how you feel about the comparison. But then also, Cole talks about how basketball training 
led him to put that into his rapping training where he's putting himself through one minute drills. Is there anything that like work ethic wise that you learn from track and field that you put into like writing? Uh, I would say the biggest thing is just repetition. Um, you get better through repetition. Uh, I actually started incorporating the, the, the minute drills back into my own regiment when I'd be writing and stuff like that. There are periods where sometimes I just got to chill and travel and do what I got to do. But when I'm in that writing phase, it's like, man, let's keep these drills going. But I will say tracks repetition has been the biggest thing for me. You only get better when you keep staying at something. Sometimes you mm-hmm. might take a little break. You might fall off on something. But the biggest progress and the most progression that you see will be through just continuously repeating that cycle over and over and over and over and over again. And you might not see the you might not see what you want on day one, but if you stick with it by the time day 100 there, you might not see the final piece, but mm-hmm. you see progress. And you have to just keep sticking with that progress. I've seen it in rap. Like, my own music. I know if I continuously keep working on things, I get better. And that's just all I really stick to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, me and Sam were talking about this last night because there's like a cringe barrier that you have to get over with making art that you accept that the first couple things you make aren't going to be like these great pieces of art that are the best raps you ever heard. Like you got to get over like you made some cringy music and you got to jump over yeah, that and just keep bro. dropping. I think the first part about uh, building and growing in this is accepting rejection. Maybe that your first yeah. initial works aren't it. Like I know sometimes when I get back into the, when I get in a slump or I got to pop out, that first rap don't always be the greatest one. If it is, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm sharp. Like I just made something the other day where <laughs> I had a couple of days I was traveling a lot, moving around Houston, LA, uh, Portland and stuff like that. Uh, I had made something right before I left Portland. I'm thinking like, all right, we're going to see how it go. I did two joints. First one, I was like, okay, this is fire. Second one, smokes and it's just that's just the way it go you know what i'm saying sometimes it's like that yeah other times i'll sit down i'll make something that first go is fire and i'm like okay yeah i'm here but you just got to flow with the momentum of where you are in terms of your headspace with your creativity and mm-hmm. if it's the time to do it do it if it's not the time live life go outside see what's going on in the world and then come back to it yeah and you mentioned that you have a cold story oh yeah i do actually man. oh man so this is crazy um i was in a i was uh i was in atlanta uh some time ago, a um, couple of the homies was at the studio, Tree Sounds and stuff like that uh, for something. Legendary studio. Um, yeah, legendary that's, studio. That's where Revenge of the Dreamers was, right? Absolutely. Revenge of the Dreamers 3 was uh, held at uh, Tree Sounds, I think, back in like 2019, 2018. I can't remember yeah. the year specifically, but it's been amazing. I've been there before and uh, uh, had a homie call me and he was like, yo, you should pull up to Atlanta. I don't want to say his name because... <laughs> yeah, I feel like people will see this and be like, oh, what the hell? But uh, I had a homie hit me and was like, oh, you should slide. Da-da-da. I'm like, for sure. You know, I was pulling up there, heard a lot of uh, yeah. people was there. I uh, had a couple homies there, like Irv Gang was there. Um, you know, Jay was Goats. there. A couple people was Goats. working and stuff like that. One of my homies who I'm really cool with after moving to Nashville, his name's Ron Gilmore. Uh, he's a pianist oh, yeah. for uh, Cole. Amazing, amazing yeah. guy. And um, I was over there, uh, you know, cooking up with him and stuff. And we had worked on a joint the night, the night before. It was Ron was there. Uh, so another producer was there. Like I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to keep too many names out because I don't want yeah. to do too much. You're good. But you're um, good. Ron was there. Me and this other producer had got on some shit. It was really, really fire. And I hadn't recorded it yet, but I literally was like, hey, you know, next, well, the night of, I didn't record nothing. Next day I came in, I told Ron, I found him. I'm like, oh, where you at? He's like, I'm in this room over here. I went over there and talked to him. I was like, look, bro, um, I got uh, this verse for yesterday's shit that me, you, and so-and-so did. Uh, if you got the time, I would love to lay that shit. Like, that'd be super crazy. He like, for sure. I'm like, what's the vibe today? He like, yo, a couple of the Nashville homies, like my homie Tingent was coming up. Uh, the homie Case was sliding and shit like that. So like, I was like, yo, I hadn't seen him in some time. So I'm like, for sure. I got to go to this event a little bit later in the city, but I'll pop back out tonight so that way I could be here with the homies and I would love to cook up with them. We had cooked up a couple weeks before when Ron had did a little camp in Nashville. Super, super fire. So I'm just like, bet, y'all going to come out here. Let's get some songs done, right? Side note, Ron has some of my best verses ever done. You know, that's another time for another story for another time. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> as I'm talking to him, I hear somebody calling Ron's name as, uh, mind you, just tree sounds, by the way. Uh, I hear somebody calling Ron's name. He's like, Ron, Ron, where, where Ron at? And I'm like, oh, word, who, who is this? In my mind, I'm like, who is this coming? Me and Ron having a conversation. And in coming into the door is Cole. And I just, you know, they started, he was like, yo, Ron, I want you to come over to the studio. Da, 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 da. I want you to hear something, X, Y, and Z. And uh, I just kind of stepped out of the conversation because it wasn't my business. Like, you know, they have their own conversation. Yeah. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Um, after, as, they, as they talking and da, 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 he's like, yo, I want you to come hear something. I want to get your ears on some shit, da, 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 da. Ron, Ron goes, hey, Cole, have you, have you met Chris? Cole like, nah, I haven't met Chris yet. Da, 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 da. I was like, what's good? My name is Chris Patrick. 
you know, just quick chopped up, take shit, and I went on my way. But it was so crazy because, like, I, it went from, like, I was in Nashville, one of my business, my mans told me to slot it yeah. Wednesday to go to uh, over there to just cook up with folks, pulled up, ended up meeting Cole. Shit was really, really fucking crazy. I ended up meeting Bro. Daylight, too. Daylight is amazing. Really good dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like spontaneously human combust if I saw Cole in person. I've like daydreamed about like what I would say to him. That's insane. <laughs> do you get to like play any music or do you know if Ron showed him anything? You know, it's crazy. I was working on a record with some, uh, I was working on a record with Omen actually. And, uh, you I'm know, a legend. Yeah, Omen's amazing. Really good dude. I was working on a record with Omen and I'm literally about to hop in the booth and Cole walk in the room and he was with West Side Gun. Craziest shit ever. And uh, yeah, it was crazy as hell. Um, and uh, started playing music. And I was just like, well, they, we were playing the song that we was working on, and I hadn't recorded yeah. my verse at the time, so I was just like, oh wow, this is crazy. But um, I remember Eve came in and heard some shit, it was really fire. So, you know, man, I'm so happy for you. That's so sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what's, bro. <laughs> what, what's your relationship with Earth Gang and JID like? Because you're obviously in that kind of lane of rap. Oh, uh, like they good folks. Just- you know what I'm saying? They're really good folks. They show a lot of love. You know what I'm saying? Uh, really, really great people. Uh, it's really cool to just be able to just watch them. You know, a lot of times, if I'm not working on anything with anybody, I'll just fly in a room type shit. I got a lot of records with Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's that's really who I got all my records yeah. with. Like, nothing yet with like right. Olu, nothing with Jid, but like, Wow, great. <laughs> or Doc, however everybody wants to refer to him. I got yeah, too yeah. many records with Bro. <laughs> bro, I saw you talk. I saw you talking in an interview, and you're like, that guy, like, he's an architect with his rapping. And oh, I think yeah. he doesn't get enough respect because his bars... They're like not punchline rap. It's like very, like it's very like it's beautiful rap. I can't explain it. It's very Bro, clever. He's really good at clever. Like there's there's punchlines. There's capturing moments. He's good at combining both. Yeah. He can make clever raps and also connect moments within lines. Like yeah, we got this like one only, joint called what happened? I was gonna say he has a line where he says only God can judge, and that's if he still gives a fuck. And I'm like, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> Jesus hanging with the hoes, pimps, and the criminals. I'm right. Yeah, <laughs> that's fire. <laughs> And like I ain't gonna lie, we got a couple records where he be saying some shit. I be like, that was really, really fucking good, bro. I, yeah. like, that a lot. I like that a lot. We got this one joint called Wave Man where he was saying, "Yo, it's just the opening lines." Like I'm gonna rap Adam Sandler, fucking this hoe can't stand it, fucking this hoe's no hands up. Like he was going crazy. <laughs> he's so How he's competitive. So... Does it get in the room? Is everyone trying to rip their heads off, or is uh, it more yeah. so collaborative and trying to make a good song? It really depends. I mean, I think the comp- the competition will underlyingly be there. Like, it's already there to begin mm-hmm. with. But I think everybody mm-hmm. ultimately wants to make great music, ultimately. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know for myself, I'm going to compete, but I'm also in the process of making good music. There's times where it's like, okay, the competitive nature can be toned down. I think we have something here that's so special, we should probably focus on making a song. Other times, it's like, hey, bro, let's compete. I see what's going on here. It's about just sensing a vibe, knowing what's going on, and building from there. Yeah. yeah. And it also shows how your hard work, like how far it's taken you. And I've heard that story so many times from people who have made it far in any industry where you idolize these people, then all of a sudden you're in the same rooms as them. And it's such a crazy and weird feeling. Man, it definitely is a weird feeling. It's just like getting used to, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, uh, man, this, right, in the past like two, three weeks, the amount of rooms I've just been in, I'm just like, what the hell is crazy? It's never like I, doubt the fact that I'm here but it's just like wow it's a testament like you said to the hard work you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's it's really beautiful to watch like certain things occur and happen the way that they do because of the work mm-hmm. that you put in and there's nothing else that you can attribute it to it's not about like gimmicks or anything like that over at least over here you know what I'm saying it's just the hard work and I feel like for every time I've ever been able to rise to the challenge it has rewarded me in ways that I didn't even see coming like I had a feeling Cole was there, this dude, da 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 but yeah. I never had a chance to like one-on-one meet him, but it was dope as hell to see Ron lob that moment in there for me to have, you know, just as, as quick of a moment as it was, it was just one of them things where it's like, wow, okay, like, this is dope to actually be able to meet you on the other side of things versus meeting you as like a fan. Granted, I am a fan of Cole, but yeah. like, to meet you on this side in the space of the stool is, is fine. That's, that's awesome. And I want to break down some of your writing because I want to nerd out about this. Let's do it. You, I love that. <laughs> you are what I define. It's not the right term, but you are a smart rapper. And I mean that <laughs> in the way that we were talking about this last night, but Black Thought, when I'm watching his freestyle in high school, he's mentioning shit that I'm currently learning in class, like mentioning like the Odyssey and stuff. I'm like, how the fuck yeah. does this guy like know this stuff? Yeah. You say terms that I'm like, <laughs> this is a smart dude. You started your um, Seth Such verse with Sarconian Cubans. I'm like, what the hell is that? I had yeah. to look it up. And- 
man, like you talk about Sigmund Freud on a song, like, mm-hmm. and then you're also referencing the most obscure NBA players and <laughs> different. Situ- my favorite line, uh, I post this on Instagram, but um, I feel like I'm cold, but imposter syndrome got me feeling like yeah, Tobias, Tobias Harris. Harris. Yeah, bro, because I have imposter syndrome every day. Then you combine with mm-hmm. the cold looking like Tobias. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> but man, when you when you write a verse, like, how do you go about it? I gotta hear this. All right, so I'm not gonna lie, I'm a big words person. I gotta, I gotta shout out two specific moments in my life. Uh, my seventh grade teacher, Miss Cole, my English teacher. Uh, I was really big fan of her class because it was always about sentence diagramming and breaking down shit, understanding nouns, verbs, uh, direct objects, how they relate to each other, and how to effectively put things together to get the most effective sentence versus just word vomit and shit. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, I was in high school. I did a Latin with Mr. Zinsmeister. Uh, I did four years of Latin in three years, which is super, super crazy. Forty, that's crazy. Yeah, I was a nutcase. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not saying I was the. I was really good at school just because, like, I wanted to like make sure, like, I, I did it for my parents. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I will say yeah. there were some subjects that I took on and did myself that I just was like, okay, this is actually gonna help me in some way. I don't know how, but it is. And I think understanding root words, understanding how words are used because of Latin. Help me pair that up with sentence structuring to the point where, like, when I be rapping, it just be undefeated. Like, I don't really be mm-hmm. stressing about too much shit. Like, you know, there's so many ways to call something fake versus just hitting them with the, you yeah. know, the way I open the Seth Such verse or even bringing up Sigmund Freud. Like, there's so many little things like that that are just like fire to me. So when I look at writing, you know, I try to find ways to relate things in um, a multitude of ways. Like, I don't think my punchlines are the same as everybody else's punchlines. I try to do it like in a clever way. That's like mm-hmm. my demons been throwing with my de- uh my demons been throwing up seas. I'm stuck in the blues, mm-hmm. you know. Reference to yeah. like you know obviously gangs and stuff like that with the cribs, the X, Y, and Z. But like um, there's clever ways to flip shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I hate the fact that I call it like looking back on it. I hate the fact that I call Kyle Kuzma useless because strangely enough, that's haunting me. <laughs> Kyle actually be hooping, and anytime I have ever <laughs> Play 2K. Strangely enough, Kyle Kuzma ends up on my fucking team. And we end up winning championships <laughs> every year. I never told nobody that. But since that bar has came out. He's the one. Even, yo, the summer I wrote that shit. So it came out 2022. I wrote that the summer of 2021. From that very moment, he got traded to the Wizards or whatever. Or I, yeah. I forgot the whole process of how that whole thing happened. But ever since then, I just kept having him on my player team. I'm like, what the fuck? Every year, Kyle Kuzma's <laughs> yeah. on my fucking team. And I always make sure Kyle Kuzma has like a smooth like 20 points because I'm always bitch. I'm, I play point guard in the yeah, respect. Uh, so I always take <laughs> care of Kyle. Yeah, man. I take care of Kyle all the time. And I don't tell nobody that. But like recently, I've also been retracting my my feelings, which that's about growth. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Yeah. yeah. It's about growth. But I always try to find ways to... Um, I, one of my favorite... One of my favorites, um, I think on the recipe shit, I had did one of them things on Twitter. I had put something about uh, we specialize in BLTs, building lanes to scars, da 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 da. But it's like obviously yeah. BLT is a sandwich, and I feel like being sandwiched in this life has created a, a space where we're obviously progressing as men, but we're building lanes to scars because we got to go through a lot of trauma in order to feel. But like that's just encoded things i like to do and it's dope to see people like care about shit like that you know what i'm saying sometimes i get a little bothered when people don't catch certain shit but it's like you know fuck it whoever is meant to catch whoever's meant to catch it will catch it you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and what i love about you so much is how authentic you are and how you feel that you want to express yourself to the fullest and to be in that space that comfortability and even for those who may have not taken that seventh grade english class or latin (laughs) class you know to, to get those lyrical abilities going but being able to express yourself open up that flow and put yourself out there is what's going to allow you to come up with these different types of lyrics. So in your case, how did you honestly get comfortable with your skin, being confident in what you're saying? Because earlier you were just saying that how some people may not catch the bar. Is that a problem? Should I write it? Should I keep it? Should I take it out? How did you come to that decision? You know, I think when it comes to the authenticity, I'm just getting back to a place of just feeling like myself. I'm not going to lie. As easy as I'm able to bear my soul on these records, it's not always the easiest in, 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 in real time. Mm-hmm. Like I still struggle sometimes to just be vulnerable and allow myself to be to be me sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, as artists, I feel like it's something that we constantly go through as we continue to evolve in this shit, and we as as we continue to be as we continue to evolve in this shit, and we find our space in these things. We have to find a way to uh, you know uh, keep it true to ourselves. Fun fact: I actually uh, fuck with Suave. Suave, amazing dude, mm-hmm. bruh. He He's sitting on a lot of shit right now. Uh, he was on the JID tour on the first leg. You know, it was Jordan Ward to him. He was on the first tour, yeah. uh, first leg with JID and Smino. A very, very amazing dude. That's my dog. Like, 
shit, bro. He he done played me some shit that I I'm really a big fan of. I had a chance to sit in the studio with him and James Blake, and we had a long That's conversation. Crazy. I know. I just... <laughs> James Blake name drop. Yeah, yeah, bro. It's so crazy shit, bro. But uh, you know, me him, James Blake, a couple other people had a great conversation just talking about like being yourself. And um, yeah, as we choose to continue along this path as artists, I think my authenticity not only reflects me willing to try to stay me, but it also serves as like a therapeutic means of just being honest with myself as I bear these things. It's not easy to put these songs out. You know what I'm saying? I I, I struggle. I got so many songs mm-hmm. that I've wrote on that will never see the light of day. However, the ones that I do put out, the ones that I do feel confident enough, you know, I got to just let them go into the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. When you when was joking on me all weekend, she's like, "Yo, you blacked out on that white verse." But do you realize what you were saying on that shit? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I did it afterwards. But again, that's the authenticity. That's what makes me me. And uh, you know, honestly, I just I realized that's what got me to where I am currently in this life. I can't go away from that. I feel like if I did anything, if I did other, if you know, if I if I if I didn't follow that. It would t- it would cease to like take away everything that Chris Patrick is. So like, authenticity mm-hmm. is what we started with. Authenticity is what we'll end with. So I know you started the album X Files like the day after you dropped the Hard Part Two um, album or mixtape, whatever you want to. Oh, from the that. Hard Bo- from the Hard Volume Two, yeah, yeah. So my question is: so we know that like artists <clears throat> sometimes feel like they have to be in a negative headspace to be able to create art. It's known that you'd like go through some stuff. But someone like Black just came out with a Grammy-nominated album where it's his happiest album, even though he's known for the dark music. So do you ever struggle with that feeling like you have to be like going through something depressing in life in order to have something to talk about? Like you made this album over an 18-month period. It's funny because like I've had a long talk with my dad about this. Uh, We were talking about how in in reality, you don't have to put yourself through negative things in order to create. Life will already hand Mm -hmm. you everything it needs you to hand, like life is going to automatically hand you the ammunition, whether it is you believe in God, you believe in the universe, you believe in yourself, whatever it is, life will hand you ammunition already. You don't got to go put yourself in some bullshit ass situations to add on top of the thing that you're going through. Mm -hmm. Like nobody knows, but 2023 has been the craziest year for me. And it's like, I did all that shit without looking for it. I just kept doing what I had to do, uh, making decisions accordingly and have just been accepting everything that comes with the changes of life. And I've been given things, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I have my up and downs, but I will definitely say as I move into these next set of projects with an S, um, yes, sir. I'm not in a depressed headspace. I'm not in a low space. I'm, you know, it's, it's turbulence and stuff like that, but this is probably the first time in my career where I feel like I'm creating from a space of, of peace, but Mm -hmm. the music still reflects the highs and the lows. It's not like I'm too high yeah. up or I'm too low. I'm just in the middle reflecting on things versus living through them. I think in X-Files, I was living through a lot of shit as I'm writing through it. And I feel like with this next set of stuff that's coming out, um, I've been sitting with a lot of this stuff too before I record it. I'm sitting with these moments and I'm sitting with these vibes and I'm really thinking about them in my heart and then I'm laying them down and it's like I have a better opinion and a better perspective of things. It's no longer biased. Well, it's biased because it's obviously coming from me ter- yeah. per se. But like I'm viewing everything in a different light now that's allowing me to write in a good way. So like for black, you know, more power to them. We don't have to uh, put ourselves through hell for this shit. Like the way I see it, when this music shit is all done, like everybody wants to be in a sustainable place. Like right. I know for myself, I got goals starting a family when it's all said and done. Like I would hate to perpetuate my life to a state where I miss out on being able to do a lot of that shit as I work toward it. Like there's room for a lot of this stuff. And I feel like we just have to allow ourselves to be able to be at peace while also taking in the world, not internalizing too much and still be able to create. We don't got to be in hell to create mm-hmm. masterpieces. You know what I'm saying? At least for me, yeah. I've started to see that. Like that shit takes a lot out of me. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can keep giving myself to that dark space to create. I think I can create from a place that's peaceful and still talk about all the shit that goes on around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I can listen to my music from high school and I know exactly what was happening in my life then, which is like yeah. kind of fun part of it. But I'm like, oh, that's what I was depressed about at that time. Yeah. But to get into X-Files, something I want to touch on this incredible album Thank is you. a lost art, which is album sequencing. So I can hear in this in Ground Zero to start this album, this is not a song that you made and you're like, oh, this could be the intro. It sounds like a song that you went into making it. Like, I'm about to make an intro. I'm about to make some Kanye, Travis Scott, Grandiose sounding thing and then 
going from um from useless into insane like the slow mix into the beats like you mm-hmm. went into this project with i'm gonna start with this i'm gonna get with the hype songs go gang activity we're gonna go in, insane um yeah like what went into that uh it's dope i really appreciate you uh seeing that because there's a lot of intention behind a lot of this stuff you know what i'm saying i my it's so funny it's so fucking funny but like i tell miz miz my dog my best friends um and r as well um i tell them all the time like i don't believe in just willy-nilly in the intro we gotta create intros and outros with intent that's the biggest thing for me uh it feels like an intro because it is it's not like it just we we made it there. Like, no, I create these things with the intent to make them what they are. I don't play that shit. <laughs> but yeah. I get that from watching the Coles and the Kendricks and even the Drakes. Like, I don't I don't play that shit. Like, we gotta make sure that when we open this project, it's amazing. And I gotta make sure when we close this project, it's amazing. Like a lot of times I'll have I know a lot of y'all, a lot of projects, I'll have the intro and the outro done before I have the entire project finished. I'm not even joking. Makes I know sense. where I'm going and I know where I know where I'm starting and I know where I'm ending. From there, we gotta just paint out the pieces of where we're going and then we build it out. But yeah, bruh. All them transitions and everything. Like, I think the intro to the project, you know, you got ground zero starting at the bottom of the, of the, of the tower. And then we go gang activity, uh, uh, snakes, up now. Like, you see that turned up energy start taking us upward. Yeah. And like, bro, I'm telling you, we put a lot of time into that shit. And I'm just glad that you were able to appreciate. I'm glad both of y'all are able to appreciate that shit. Like, that means mm-hmm. a lot to me, for real, because we put a lot of time into that, bro. A lot yeah, of time trying to And that's the most worlds. important thing, right? Because obviously, you start from ground zero, then you head to the rooftops. And like you said before, you're putting all of this into your heart and you're releasing it and you're putting so much effort into it. And you're, at, and you're saying before that, is this sustainable? How can I sustain this for the future? And a lot of fans, unfortunately, they don't get that. And when you have this like social media space where music is reviewed so quickly and artists are still putting so much effort into what they're doing and they're not picking up on these nuances and these creative things that you're adding in, these Easter eggs, it can be like so disheartening that you don't even want to do it again, almost in a sense. Yeah, it definitely it definitely can, right? I used to feel that way, but then like, what's today's date? Today is twenty first. Twenty first, boom! It's November twenty first of twenty twenty three. Correct? I'll be forgetting a year a lot of times. Like, fuck, yes. fuck, fuck forget yeah, the date. Yeah, you're busy year, man, like, bro. Twenty twenty three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like this project came out August tenth, twenty twenty two, and maybe I haven't talked about the nuances in a year. But like you talking about this right now with me makes me excited because it's like, okay, somebody got it. Somebody yeah. got it. Fuck it. Fuck, fuck if I was disheartened when nobody caught it maybe a year ago. You got it now. And that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Like, I think X-Files is going to be one of them projects that people are going to just look down at, like, later down the line and be like, yo, there's so many amazing things in this project that maybe we not might not have seen. I mean, we feel like we did a really good job in getting the release yeah. and the press and everything that happened with it surrounded. But I think there still are some tidbits in there that I don't think people really, 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 really know yet. Like, we, we there, there's callbacks to past songs on the project. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's super, super fire. So, like, I just appreciate y'all even bringing it up because it's never yeah. like, it's like this shit never falls on deaf ears. It's just like, who is meant for it, it'll find. And, you know, that's the biggest thing. Like, my goal, obviously, I want to be super big in this shit, but I know that my goal of being big doesn't come from me trying to please everybody. It's pleasing who fucks with me. And if you fuck with me, we're going to build this army around, you know, Lil Chrissy and shit, and we're going we gonna, yeah. we to turn this whole <laughs> up. Like, that's what we're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know my music is for who it's for, and I'm going to work with those people that it's for to build this to be the biggest biggest level possible so that way we can all enjoy this shit together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, quick, a quick funny story is I was showing my parents a song where the song was about them. And my mom, after I showed the song, she's like, oh, that was cool. I'm like, did you realize the whole song was about you? She's like, what? Like, she didn't hear a single line. Like, she could not right, comprehend right, the, whole, the whole song was right, about right, her. Right, 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 <laughs> right. But also, your, your album rollout, crazy, like very X-Filed theme, obviously. And you had at the concert people wearing ski, the ski mask for gang activity. Mm-hmm. Like yep. there's intention behind everything, and I think that's it's lost, but it's not lost because top artists like Tyler the Creator are obviously leading the way with like very intentioned media around the album. Yeah. But like, what went into that? I know X Files had a bunch of different meanings, but you man, guys are like, let's make a, a real rollout. Yeah, man, we really uh, specialize in trying to build these worlds, bro. Like, again, I would be a liar to say I didn't model a lot of what I've seen around what I grew up on, you know what I'm saying? Like, I watched mm-hmm. artists like Cole and Kendrick and ASAP Rocky, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I, I don't talk about it enough, but I was a ASAP Rocky fanatic, bro. He was crazy. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm not, not a fanatic now because of anything else other than the fact that, like you said, he's got to drop. But, like, bro, <laughs> I, used to, I used to love watching the way they created worlds, and that's been the biggest thing for me. Like, I think we learned from the tour – 
And that was a collaborative effort too, you know. I think Miz uh was like, hey, let's do the green ski mask. And I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna keep the bean. Everybody fuck with the green ski mask. Before the first show, I was like, yo, I don't know why we're doing green ski mask. Why don't we do yeah. the ski mask of the color of the project? And they like, no, 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 let's just do it. It's different. And I'm like, all right, bro, like cool. Like I was not <laughs> the biggest fan of that shit. But then the that that moment, I walked out in LA and I saw the way the blue lights bounced off the green. Yeah. It was almost euphoric in that very moment. I was like, like right before I started rapping gang activity, I was just like, damn, motherfuckers was right. They killed this shit. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, yeah, they did a really good job. Because when I see yeah. the pictures afterwards, too, I was like, yeah, yeah, we did a good job with this all. So, yeah. you know, for me, like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to build those worlds. And I think it's crazy, man. I, man, I, shit. Nobody knows what we're about to do for this next project. But I think that ski mask moment opened up something so incredible for this next shit that we're about to do. It's gonna be like it's gonna be it's gonna be unprecedented. Like nobody's gonna do what the fuck we about Let's to do. Let's go. Nobody's gonna do what we about to do. I'm telling you, the shit we about to do for this next set of shit is gonna be mm-hmm. so fucking fire. People are gonna think we crazy. People are gonna think we crazy. <laughs> it's gonna be they gonna think we crazy, bro. Let's fucking go. Just remember this moment. The ski mask moment creates a <laughs> moment this. that everybody's gonna look back on in like a year and be like, "Yo, this is nuts." That man. Like this. Yeah, yeah this, that man. Yeah, because I've, 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 you know, like obviously I'm my own artist. I'm not Tyler. I'm not Cole, not Kendrick. I'm Chris Patrick. However, I watch what they do. I've seen it in live time. I've seen it in concert. I've seen it on video. And I just take tidbits and I find ways to craft it into my own shit. And I'm telling you, this next wave of shit we about to do, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be really, really fire. Yeah. And just to back off what Adam was saying, um, just talking about how it kind of seems like that creative aspect is kind of not here, but it's still here because there's some still artists who are doing it. You're doing it. Do you think that every artist who's serious about really making it far has to do something massive in terms of creating that world? Because I still see so many datters who still try to say, oh, no, we'll just stick to the TikTok. We'll stick to what else? We won't actually create a world. It may not be wise for our investment or marketing strategies. But in my eyes, you have to kind of build something for the fans to be immersed in your world, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends. On, it also depends on you as a type of artist. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it, it depends on you. It depends. Well, I don't even want to say that. I think it depends on the type of artist you want to become because it doesn't really matter what lane it is that you're in. You can create worlds in any shape or form. Like Gunna's shows that he recently did, he created worlds, bro. He created worlds. Uh, J.I.D. on his uh, Forever Story created worlds. Jordan Ward's Definitely. forward, like his use Out of the year. his last name, bro. Literally, his use of his forward, last yeah. name, like, and how he combined it with forward, like he that was a world in itself. The consistency of the videos was really, really fire. Uh, I like mm. how Alex Vaughn creates real. She's amazing. Um, if y'all haven't listened to Alamitha's Son by Suave, y'all should, because he created a world throughout that project. Like, there's so many different ways that we create worlds, but I think as a music, you know, somebody who appreciates music as a fan, as an artist, as a competitor, I think you do got to create worlds. You got to. You got to do it. Like, you have to create a world. You have to step into your world, and you have to embody your version of a world. Do y'all watch anime by any chance at all? Sam does. If you, if you can't see my shirt at all. Oh, what'd it say? <laughs> it's an Itachi, uh, Itachi Primitive, a special edition hoodie. I broke the bank when I was like a couple years ago. Hey, <laughs> I, I feel it. <laughs> Question, by any chance, do you you watch Jujutsu Kaisen at all? I do, sir. Of course. Tough class. Yo, have you seen the recent episodes? I saw the recent episodes. Insane. Okay, boom. So I ain't gonna You know, yeah, yeah. Crazy as hell, <laughs> by the way. We, shit, we gotta, we gotta find peace. But um, <laughs> there is a ability in there called domain expansion. Mm-hmm. And... You know, obviously, it's basically a projection of your inward world that you put somebody in, you beat their ass in, right? I bring all that up to say is that, like, that, that, you, you like you rock with me, saying Like, that's probably the exactly. simplest way I could, like, yeah. make sense of that. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I don't want Adam to be left out. You know what I'm saying? I want to make sense of that shit, right? It's all so, good. Like, all good. <laughs> I feel like as artists, we have to create these worlds, these domains for people to fall into. It's not about creating a, the, the person next to you's domain or the next person's world. You create your space that you allow people to come into and you have to give them everything that you are embodied at. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. imposter syndrome sometimes happens when I feel like we don't know ourselves, but the opposite of that is when you know yourself well enough and you're confident and you trust in yourself, you become unstoppable. Like this is the conversation that I was having with Suave and James Blake. It was more about, it was, it was less about trying to live up to the expectations of others and the idea of what we should be as artists and more so mm. having the confidence to be ourselves and set up and step out there unapologetically. Like you don't become cool emulating mm-hmm. what's cool. You become cool uh, embodying yep. who you are because that's how Tyler became great. That's how Cole yeah. became great. Like I never forget watching Tyler and watching 
randomly overnight how everybody started. Well, not randomly overnight. It wasn't overnight to us no, it's watching this shit. It's you know fast. what I'm saying? But like, mm-hmm. I remember one day it was, oh, Tyler, the creator, we keep him over here. Mm-hmm. Switch Mr. And then all of a sudden- 9-11, Mr. Lonely. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, yo, this is Tyler, the creator. You better put respect on his- Like, it's not even just Tyler, the creator. It's Tyler, comma, the creator. Like, yeah, you got to put respect right. on that boy name. I got like, behind me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. That's a fire. That's fire, by the way. That's really fire. Yeah. I got a whole tapestry. I'm addicted to posters. Hey, I'll peep. That's the swimming one in the background, like over there on your got, right hand. I got swimming. I got Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers tour poster. Mm, fire. What up? Fire. I got 2014 up there. But yeah, to go <laughs> to go off your That's confidence fire. thing, you have the confidence also to make a different range of music. You're not just a rapper. You're like yeah. you're not just a, you're not like a good singer. You're like a really fucking good singer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you. Thank you. You're also making Jersey house music. So I know you play your music for people who don't necessarily are just like rap junkies. Like you want to get mm-hmm. a different opinion from everyone. Yeah. But like, are you ever, ever afraid that maybe if it's too diverse of one album, this might make it not sound as cohesive? And then also, I know you talked about you want to do singing more on the next albums. Like, yeah, where are we you going? know, it's crazy. Nah, I don't, I, don't, I don't worry about it no more. I feel like now I'm in a place where I'm creating vibes that are so me. And like at this point, if you come into my world, like you're getting authentically Chris Patrick. Like yeah. this is who it is. It's less about like I think the raps are really good. Like I, I think the raps are really, really dope way to entrance my way. Like, hi, here I am. But then when everybody yeah. else hears all the other shit, they're like, oh wow, there's so much more. Like, of course you're gonna develop me, you're gonna discover me as a rap fan. But like for all the people who discovered like the song Oakland Interlude and then found out I'll rap, they was like, What the fuck? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Fun fact about the singing though, I actually um like I was singing and stuff like that, but when I shout out Grip too, it's my dog, man. Like, dude, shout out Grip. That guy spits. Three sixteen with JID and Kenny Mason is like oh my the craziest God. song. One of mm-hmm. one of the craziest raps. Throwing like, the like that, a patches of Hulahan. Mm. Oh my God! Like, oh bro, they. Uh, if there's any song, I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. If there's any song that needs to be placed into the Hall of Fame of rap, it is that song. I'm not I even play joking. The gym, I go bar for bar. It's, yeah, bro. Like I'm on Camelton Road in the Yeah, bro, 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 bitch, bro. Huh? Yeah. Okay, crazy. My, my sister played <laughs> you, you, you look good. Like, yeah. oh my God, bro. <laughs> got a little shotty that's following hollow tips, and then Jig came in uh holly. Like bro, yo, bro. man, but like grip you took me on my first tour. Yeah. Oh my fault, my fault. I'm about to say another line, but slide him out his Lubitins with a little Uzi. I'm a Uzi fan. Uzi fan. <laughs> yo, he went crazy, bro. But Grip took me on my first tour in twenty twenty one and um I remember coming off that with like a lot of pain in my throat because I just was like, this one song I had when I was singing, it just, I don't know, I was fucking up my, my, my voice yeah. and I ended up taking singing lessons. Uh, shout out to my homie Asari. Like he put me onto a guy in Chicago. He's good at singing too. Yeah, bro. That boy nice. And uh, Asari put me onto a guy he was with and not only did I learn how to just project sound better, but I also learned how to sing better. So I just started fucking with that shit and doing that more. Like I remember... There's one song on the project last time. I actually went to a singing lesson and came back and just wanted to sing. So I was like, let me make this last time shit. I said the chat. They was like, yo, chill. This is crazy. <laughs> and I was just like, man, thank you. Like, thank you. Thank you, bro. Yeah. For real. But like. I know a couple months back, I asked you and Dende for, because I was writing an article about things that indie artists use. And uh-huh. you guys both said that uh, tea. What tea was it? Like, Oh, throw, throw coat tea, man. Throw Shout out Dende. You both said that. He put me on, man. That that shit, I don't know, I don't know what they put in that shit, but that shit literally smooths out everything, you know, mm-hmm. crazy. And it makes make you know, it helps out. It helps out before shows. Yeah. Uh I think what that process of throat coat tea has done for me has created a regiment for me as I move into shows and performances, how to take care of my voice. I'm not gonna lie, I don't mm-hmm. yell as much as I used to. I used to yell a lot. I save yelling for when I'm on stage. Mm-hmm, I know yeah. how to project my vocals without me blowing my vocals out. Like I know how to do all that shit now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm Really, really big on that. I've not seen too many artists talk about, oh, they got X, Y, and Z going on with X, Y, and Z because of whatever they was doing performing wise. Like I don't play that shit. I don't play that shit, bro. Yeah. This is this is my instrument. This is how I, this is how I stand out. And if I lose that, what can I do? I mean, I'm sure I could do a bunch mm-hmm. of other things too. But this is what I love. It's my passion. I would hate to yeah. not be able to perform no more. I need to do that. <laughs> yeah, those vocal cords are real, real delicate. People don't really get it. Um, and. It's kind of interesting what you're saying, and I'm so happy that you've kind of found this place where you can do both rapping and singing without feeling like you have to be pigeonholed into one section. And I remember like when Joey Badass, when he was this so-called golden child of rap, and he decided to drop um, All American Badass, where he's being more melodic, people start questioning him and start having him confused and putting him in a box, right? And I know recently with Andre 2000 album, uh, Pitchfork selected as the genre to be experimental rap. 
even the Grammys and billboards, they sometimes they place these artists, especially black artists. If you're black, oh, you must be a rapper. Um, yeah. How do you feel about the idea of being a rapper? And is this something that more rappers should be proud of being or should you just be called artist? I know there's a lot of conversation with that, especially with Tyler Creator coming out and saying, I'm really just an artist. And the name rapper can almost be like derogatory in a sense. I'm going to suck my teeth at that shit. Because I used it's to feel tough, like that yeah. too. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like oh, it's real shit. Like when it comes to, let's 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 just talk about the, the, the connotation. Rapper, artist, mm-hmm. all this shit exists in itself. I'm an artist, mm-hmm. but I'm also a rapper. I mm-hmm. want to see myself create so many different vibes over the course of so many different ranges of music. But at the same time, I'm not about to let hip hop die either. Fuck that shit. Like, cool. Yeah. I know I can rap my ass off, but I also can make good songs. And if me making good songs allows me to put out more raps at a higher level, I'll do that. Or if me being able to rap more opens up me the ability to get into more rooms to create more good songs, I'm with that shit too. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm not going to, I used to be the one who wanted to pick one or the other. I'm not about to do that shit. I'm both. Like, I'm a rapper, yeah. I'm an artist. I'm not going to say that they're synonymous words that exist to each other, but they can exist together. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's what it is. And you're watching it in real time. Like, I can make really good rap songs. I can make other good songs, too. They don't have to be one or the other. At this rate, what I'm trying to do is find a way to blend them both so that they can exist in the same space together. So that way, at least when you look at me, oh, yeah, he's a fucking fire rap artist. Or he's a great artist who can rap. Like, I don't give a damn. Mm. Like, bro, mm-hmm. we... For me personally, I'm not trying to let, I'm not trying, and this is something I went to war with with myself. Like, I'm not trying to see hip hop go away. Like, I'm already watching hip hop being thrown into the hands of people who don't respect the culture to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. But at the same time, I'm not about to let them talk crazy about rappers who can't make songs either. I can do both of them. Yeah. And I'm willing to wear that shit on my chest. Like, uh, I think you covered Surround Sound, actually. You know, look at that. Yeah. A mm-hmm. great rap song. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. I, you know, who knows what they was thinking when they made that shit? I know, like, you know, talking about Barry and Zeke. I know that they fuck with the song. They fuck with it. Like, I, I really, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I There's love Barry and for the Z. Album. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I love Barry and Z. They're yeah. amazing guys. They genius. Yo, they both just followed me. Shout out yeah, Barry bro. Because they, because they, because they, because they, they, they see you get it, bro. I'm telling you, I love them. They're great people, for real, for real. But it's like, for them just to push the idea, like, okay, we got rappers who can make great songs. Look at, look at, because I think what a great song, that, like raps, they can, they can stand the test of time. But what great yeah. songs do when you infuse the great raps in there, they start to become multi-purpose. Everybody heard Surround yep. Sound. I said, "Oh yeah, Jill Wilder." Now we got everybody shaking ass to it. Like, yeah. <laughs> who the I hell saw that coming? That's crazy. I think it was low-key perfect for them because the song came out what two, almost two years ago, which gave mm-hmm. it the proper time for the fans to love it and play it to death. And now it's getting its second win with the rest of the world finding out who this guy is. Because sometimes yeah. if a song goes viral from your favorite artist, you're kind of like, "Fuck!" Like I don't really like this song, yeah. but. I love this song, and again, I have two years to play it, and now it's so funny that it's just shaking ass. Yeah, man, it's, it's, and <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, I think that I think again, I, I, I ain't spoke to them in a little time, but I would, I would, it would be safe to assume that I know they over there having a field day, like yeah, baby, Dude, awesome. You know what I'm saying? But like, look at look at that, look at that as Jid though, like Dude, look ba- at Jid. He has a fan base of people that he's already built with, but because of him being a great rapper and a great song, he's been able to, whether it was. Whether it was intentional or it just happened by the grace of God, the means by which the song exists now is greater than what it is. So it's like you're not gonna tell me that Jid just artist he a rapper too. He not letting the he not letting the code of hip hop yeah. die. He's doing his thing and he's combining the two to create this shit that'll allow him to be here forever. And that's where I'm trying to operate too. Like yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of us are, you know what I'm saying? A lot of us are, bro. There's so many great rappers who also understand their artistry, and mm-hmm. you know I think I think rapper is. More so, it's just like track and field again, bro. It's just an event, bro. This is what yeah. we're doing over here. We're going to be great at what we do. And when we come back to the whole team aspect, we're going to help build out everything we do as we continue. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get what Tyler's saying and shit, too, but Tyler also wraps his ass off, man. Come on, let's stop playing. Yeah. <laughs> let's I think, low, I think it's low-key that he's a really fucking good rapper. But yeah. to Not go off... He's damn near one of the best. And people good. don't talk about it enough, but, like, if we go back to, like, Yonkers, like, bro, he was rapping. Yeah. He came Rap. up rapping with Earl Sweatshirt, who I think we already know is like one of the greatest yeah. uh, of this mm-hmm. time. Like we're not about to sit here and play. Like he's rapped yeah. with, and we also gotta we also be, gotta be real. He's rapped with Earl Sweatshirt, and he's also worked with rapping Jay Z. Man, Jay Z is also amazing too. Who I was gonna say was Frank Ocean. Like oh, I'm just talking about his yeah. his class of people he was with. Yeah, Jay Z, yeah. that's also yep, amazing. People, you future. know what I'm saying? Yep, that's amazing people. Like look at our future. You had they all succeeded. So many pens in that shit. Like it's come crazy. on, bro. Come on, bro. Like, I get what yeah, he's but, saying, but like, that's only when you realize. Like, I, I don't know if you know it, but he's also one of the greatest rappers too. Like, let's put yeah. some respect on it. You got a great pen. I mean, call me if you get lost. He obviously came in with that intention. Like, these people think I'm just like just 
big sense guy who makes pretty songs, but nah, I can rap. But it is to go a little off your, annoying though, like that rap sometimes I can see takes it. a hit. But I appreciate people who are willing to commit to it, like Doja or like him. Like I can't yeah. wait till I just do a full straight rap joint. I'm gonna be going crazy. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah. Throw your yeah. name, throw your name in that too. And your comments made me so happy, Chris, because me and Adam go back and forth on this and the state of hip hop. We know the conversations that's going on and yeah. hearing what you're saying and like being committed to this genre and not letting labels you know, deceive you or kind of trick the imagery of, of, of your yeah. art, making sure it's 100% authentically you, you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the things I wanted to move forward with your talking about was with creating a fan base. Um, what is the best way, do you think, and from your experiences to create a fan base, um, to market? I know from my perspective, I think touring is one great way. And we'll talk about that a little bit later um, right. here in Portland. But I think being out there, seeing these fans in person, um, having that 100 fan base, 1,000 fan base, and you can use, you can sell merch, and you can pay each of them. A, you can receive a dollar from each of them, and that's a supple income, right? But I know everyone wants to get on social media, everyone wants to get on TikTok, like I said before. But it's just so oversaturated right now. Obviously, it's a place and a space to put your art there. There has to be something behind the scenes or something else that someone can come up with to kind of grow as an artist to build a real fan base. Now, while it is over, let me see. I see it is starting like, like rainy out here and shit. <laughs> it's like ass. Fuck, I'm going back to where I was. But you know, like I think with so even in the space of oversaturation, there is a mm-hmm. way for us to exist. Again, the smart businesses don't go after everybody. The smart businesses go after who the product is for. Yeah. It is not my job to go in the Atlanta clubs and try to get the shorty second ass in there. If I make a song that get me there for sure, let's do it. But like, I know the type of women that fuck with like. I seen a lot of these women pop up for Oakland. Cool, y'all like them type of late night drive vibes. Yeah. Like, shit, cool. We gonna supply you with that. All right, cool. I don't rap like little baby. I rap how I rap. So I'm gonna go find people who rap like how I rap. If I end up making a song that kind of falls in that vein, cool. Let's go and apply that shit. But like, even in the land of oversaturation, correct. Find the people who fuck with you. It's that easy. You know what I'm saying? Find the people who fuck with you. You might find one person, and they might be the piece that lobbies you into everybody else. Find the people who fuck with you and build with those people. Like, it's not hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you know that you operate in a space that aligns on one side, why would you go and do what doesn't fit you? Like if I sell cheeseburgers to people who wear pink socks and I make millions of dollars, why would I go sell cheeseburgers to people who make green socks, like wear green socks? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if the pink sock folk like my shit, cool. Once we establish that and we want to expand, let's figure out a way to get there. But on the process of building up, let's fuck with the people who fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things I've been doing. I know people like my authenticity. I know people who enjoy rap. I know people who like the vibes. Fuck with them. And I build with them. And I find ways to try to build that out. Like, I I don't be on TikTok as much, but my goals with the homies, we've been talking about it. We're trying to find more content for TikTok to hit the people that need to be hit uh, accordingly to help build this shit. Like, that's how we was able to soar. That's how we was able to do a tour, bro. We were able to do this shit off the strength of us building something organically and watching it just grow. That's that's it, bro. Like when it's time that if if you have a chance where you can break through and touch the world, let's do it. But for the time being, let's build with who we we need to build. Let me establish my home base and then keep expanding out. I know I still got more work to do personally, but it's just like I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? I know my journey. I know my path. I just know I got to mm-hmm. keep building with who fuck with me. Yeah, it's funny how that yeah. works because beforehand. You used to go on tour to promote your album. Now you put out your album to promote your tour. Yeah. So it got kind of reversed in how you know the music industry works in a sense. It's weird because I feel like with me, I put out the album and I wasn't even like I'm gonna be honest. The only reason why we waited till January is because we wasn't really sure what we were trying to do. We were trying to get on another tour uh, that didn't end up happening, so we ended up doing our own, which you know sold out. Shit was amazing, but like yeah. that was in August when it dropped. Tour was in. Uh, I think the tour was uh, middle of February type shit is when it started. Uh, first show, I think, was the 24th of February. We did that. And boom, everything just started happening the way it happened. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was one of those moments where, you know, you just... Because, you know, at the end of the day, we all got to eat. We all got to make bread off this shit. Like, it just happened the way it happened. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm trying to do a lot to build it up so we can do more cities and shit like that, obviously. Uh, me, me, the CXR, trust me, the CXR homies, we got we got some fire-ass fucking ideas over <laughs> here for what we're going to do for the next one. I don't want to say too much on it. But like we we trying to cover ground so we can build this shit up so that way as we move forward and we continue to progress progress in this, uh, we the rooms just keep getting bigger. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And people see people see everything that we're doing too in terms of filling up these rooms. People see it. You just got to keep building. Like I think touring is the first step to solidify. Like it's real. Like obviously the music is real too. Yeah. But like there's a lot of people who have really big songs you haven't seen them tour yet. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Touring is really important because I feel like it also like in a land where okay, there's a lot of oversaturation. There's a lot of things with monthly listeners. There's a lot of shit like that. I'm not you know here to talk about <laughs> stuff like that. Like at the end of the day, to each his own. Like I've seen really super huge monthly listener things, but I think the telling testament is who's selling tickets, who's filling these rooms yep. up. Who, who who's coming out to these shows? You can have a big song, but if you can't fill a room, what does it mean to me? These numbers yeah. are important and they're good, but what matters is the actual impact in real time. You can have a hit and not sell out MSG. If the goal is to sell out MSG, we got to build accordingly to get there. You got to fill these rooms up and you got to do it the right way. Everybody, no matter what level you are, have to take the steps. Some people get a little bit of an accelerated push because they have a bit of, a little bit of a bigger moment, which mm-hmm. is cool, but it doesn't matter. Everyone has to put the trench work in and you have to build this shit. There's no way to skip steps. Mm-hmm. I fuck with Jordan Ward because you know what this motherfucker did? He gets on the Jin Smino tour, does his own tour, gets on the Black tour, and is now about to go mm-hmm. touring through Europe in December. He's building his he's building his beast. shit, a beast, mm-hmm. bro, a beast, and like yeah. he just doesn't stop, bro. I fuck with that. That's where I'm trying to be at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's about building those like niche communities, and we say niche communities so much on this show. But for example, like if you make music, and you kind of touched on this, but if you make music that's similar to the Dreamville vibe and Team Dreamville Twitter account posts you, like that's a group of fans who all yeah. will naturally like your music because that it's already been told that like, they like that type of vibe. Yeah. Um, but you you talked about wanting to keep hip hop alive. You don't want that shit dying, and it's not dying. But mm-hmm. it's a little off topic from that. But I had to talk about your on the radar freestyle. My notes for it were on the radar on the radar freestyle dash how the fuck question mark. I don't know how the hell you do this, man. You and I want to touch this on this with the voice thing. Vocal inflections, you're insane with that. With like on insane, like you're rapping with that voice. And on this song, like the beat drops and like you're yelling and you're rapping. You and JID, man, you guys are rapping like tongue twisters. How the hell do you memorize this? I assume you rap, you wrote this to the hard part five to prepare. Yeah. Why do you choose that beat? How, how do you memorize it? Because I fuck with hip hop, man. I'm going to let them know. I'm not pussy, yeah. bro. When it comes to hip hop, bro, I want to get on yeah. the crazy beats. I want to do what everybody doesn't think folks can do. I, I could, bro, I consider myself one of them guys. I consider myself one of them mm-hmm. guys. I'm not scared to hop into them spaces. I have a lot of admiration and respect for uh, the GOATs and the OGs, and I only hop on beats for people I have the respect, the, atmo- the utmost respect for, you know what I'm saying? And I also want to make sure I do them justice. When the Heart Part 5 dropped, I remember watching everybody, and I didn't... I, this, okay, I saw two things. Everybody was really hyped about Kendrick, but I didn't see no remixes. And I was like, damn, nobody wanted to hop on this shit? I got crazy. So when I had the opportunity to do On the Radar, I don't take I don't take radio interviews lightly. Like, I don't do I don't do as many, but there's a reason for that. Like, I want to make moments. I'm a big believer. The reason mm-hmm. why hip-hop is still alive over here, I make moments everywhere I go. I don't play that shit. Like, in everything we do, whether it's a video, whether it's a release, whether it's a single, whether it's a show, every time my name comes up in the conversation, there's a moment being created with this. Even as we do this podcast, there's moments in this, bro. There's so many gems. Like, yeah. I don't mean to name drop, but I tell these stories simply because like, it's about the story and the journey. But mm-hmm. there's so many moments in this that we're going to be able to take and put out into the world that people will be able to connect yeah. with. I picked the hard part five because I didn't see nobody doing it. And everybody who would have did it would have did it on a video. I ain't never seen nobody do no shit like that live. Like, that's something they can't take away from me. They can't take that away from me. Everybody wants to say, oh, Chris Patrick can rap. I bet. Let me go pull this shit up from a while back. And not like I got to fall back on that because I can easily create that again with something Mm -hmm. else. But, like, I'm big on creating moments, man. Like, I knew that the only way for me to, especially at the time of on on the radar, you know, having it being centered in New York and Jersey, like New York, and there's a lot of artists who do come out from like the yeah. Jersey area, stuff like that. I had already knew that there was a big, there's a big thing with drill. And I'm not going to lie, believe it or not, I was actually going to go in there and try to swag over a beat with melody, but then something told me like, nah, stick you to your roots. Right. You know what to do. Like, even though I could do that well, it's like, bro, stick to your roots. You know exactly what you can do. Do this shit and do it differently than everybody else. And I knew when I did that, it would create waves. And I don't know if the rap community fuck with me or don't fuck with me, but you can't take that away from me. <laughs> Like, I'm going to do what I got to do to set the tone every single time. I'm not scared to do that. I take this shit really, really seriously. When I watch Cole and I watch specifically Cole, Cole made moments, man. Like, Drake too. Kendrick as well. They made moments. Like, even they they try to clown Drake for his radio freestyles, but everybody talks about him all the goddamn time. He went on On the Radar and did the combination. And I I still love that shit. That was a good freestyle. (laughs) That was a good freestyle. But, like, that's Mm -hmm. what makes us appreciate these artists, the moments they create. Nobody wants to create moments no more. We got to create worlds. We got to be willing to put ourselves out there. We got to be authentic, willing to uh, live with this shit, you know, put our hearts on our sleeves. Nobody wants to create moments anymore. And that's what I'm in the business of doing, creating moments so that people who fuck with me can appreciate this. And I was not about to let my chance on, on the radar fall flat because I was scared to make mm-hmm. a moment where I'm willing to do it. Let's do it. Let me throw this at you. 
I feel like it's so hard now, and me and Adam have had this conversation. And creating moments means you have to be private in a sense. You can't just be outside or constantly present. But Mm -hmm. with social media and all these other apps, and you have to be on, you can't create that mystique anymore. It's hard to create that mystique when everybody already knows so much about you, unless you have that intention beforehand that, no, anything I do is selective, and I'm also going to put my heart into it, like that that freestyle you did, which was ridiculous. But it's so difficult in this era. Yeah. Um, I would say you have to understand just again, it's funny I'm talking about business as we talk about rap, but like it's understanding the mm-hmm. business too. Like the yeah, homie told me to. before, like, let's pull back on the tweeting. And I have, I don't know if anybody be I don't, I don't tweet as much mm-hmm. as I used to, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like you want to save those moments and you want to be very particular with what you do. Um yeah. I used to want to tweet a lot, but I'm at a place now where I'm finding peace within myself where I don't gotta talk about everything I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when it's time to pop out, I pop out accordingly. And I do that same thing when it comes to the gram as well. Like, you got to save these moments to make them special for the people who fuck with you. Because I've realized mm-hmm. sometimes when you're over-present, people kind of look at it like regular versus when you, like, pull back and pop out. And there's a, there's a good balance between you. you. interact, you deal with people, X, Y, and Z. But there's a good, there's a smooth balance. Um, mm-hmm. My mom always used to say absence. Uh, what is it? Uh, absence. Like absence yeah, yeah, boom. Absence yeah. the heart grow fonder. And that mm-hmm. applies to businesses. Like, think about yeah. the time when... Drake dropped a lot of projects in the last decade, but remember when Drake Every year. dropped? <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. When he dropped Take, I remember specifically when he dropped Take Care, and then after that he was just chilling. Everybody was like, "Damn, we need another Drake album. We need another Drake album." And he popped out when nothing was the same. It's like, oh shit! Like that time in between is so important. It's yeah. so necessary. I'm not taking five years. Fuck no. But please don't. I'm willing to. Oh hell no, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> but I'm willing to accept that sometimes you need time in between to get things ready, mm-hmm. and then you pop out accordingly. You know what I'm saying? That's my biggest yeah. thing. I'm I'm cool with it. So like. Even in the land of oversaturation, you have to just find what works for you, what works for your fan base, mm-hmm. what is the most effective and efficient means of doing things, and just operate like that accordingly. Yeah. Chris, I want to end it here with this last question because, I mean, I could talk for two hours about this shit, but <laughs> your whole album, I mean, you're part of a crazy collective of artists. Something yeah, reminds you. me of a Dreamville, Odd Future, Top Dog, you, you, Erica, Dende, Billy. They're featured throughout the album. You guys had an EP come out this summer that's insane. How much does that collective mean to you guys? How has it like grown with your just getting close with each other? You and Dende together is just it's Kobe and Shaq in that video, that highlight video where they're dunking. Bro, it's that's my brother. Man, I, I would say, man, CXR. CXR for me represents perseverance at you know the highest level. Uh I could be honest, like it's not all glam and glit, you know what I'm saying? We, we, we've been through a lot and we work really hard to get through those moments when they're low and we work really hard to get to the highs as well. Um, it means everything in the world to me to watch CXR grow and become greater, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my, my dream of it being a place that can foster and help those who look to be able to build a pipeline from specifically mm-hmm. for me, for, for me, it's big about Jersey. I want to see that pipeline extend from out of Jersey. Uh, it means everything, you know what I'm saying? To see Dende have his moments, to see Erica slowly start to begin to have hers, like, it means a lot to me. You know what I'm saying? It means a lot to me. Like, what the world sees is amazing. We don't always get it perfect, but we do a really good job to make sure we work in the hardest and the smartest when it comes to this shit. Like, my only goal is to see that they become as great. When it comes to CXR, like, my only goal is to see all of them. You know, seeing Billy become a greater producer and guitarist. Like, I, I want him to be revered as one of those guys that can't be touched. If you want Billy, if you want Billy to produce for you, it means a lot. If you want Billy to come yeah. play live for you, and not only live for you, but Music direct your shit, it means a lot. You know what I'm saying? I want folks when they mm-hmm. mention then they name, they talk about him as one of the greatest R and B singers to ever touch down. Like I feel like there's no like there's a lot of passion and conviction, but like one thing that I can't take away, like they can never take away from Dene is his pen is unparalleled. Like he writing all them shits. He writing all them shits. He writing all them shits. He's so putting good. all that pain in there. He feeling that shit. He's a monster. It's what he's doing. And Erica, bro, she's so talented and so amazing. Like there are so many aspects and facets to her that I don't think the world has seen yet. And I believe over time, as they begin to know her, they're not only going to fall in love with her, but they'll fall in love with the music as well and see that, like, other way around. They won't just fall in love with the music, they'll fall in love with her as well. Yeah. And they'll see how amazing of a person she is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's my goal to rival the, the Bills and yeah. in the in the in the, uh, the TDEs. It's not my goal to re- it's not my goal to repeat them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to be able to stand as a monument that works as a testament for the new wave, but also can run parallel against the greats. It's going to take a lot of work and it's going to take a lot of time, but I'm willing to commit to that. You know what I'm saying? That's what I believe in. I believe that with this music thing, anybody can become great if you put the time in. It's not about trying to be like the next man, but more so allowing 
folks to see what the new next man look like. Like, again, I'm not here to yeah. be Cole. I'm not here to be Kendrick. I'm here to be Chris Patrick. I'm here to give my story the best of my ability. I'm here to, I'm here to heal from the shit that I've been through. And I'm here to give it to the world in a way that is unique to me and me alone, but can still allow people to find solace in. And that's what we try to do at CXR. Just create homes for people who, you know, want to be better. That was great. That was Thank an amazing you. sponsor for <laughs> CXR. Thank also, you. Thank you. Thank you. I tried. Can you tell Dende that freestyle he did that's like with Billy's production? Can you tell him to drop it, please? Oh, man. You know what I'm Listen, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I ain't going to say nothing about it. That's, I'm going to leave it at that. I ain't going to say nothing Bro, about when it. He does, because when he does like the gunshot ad lib into the rapping, I'm like, that's the shit I love. I know that's I blast for you, man. Don't advance for you. Oh, oh my gosh, insane. bro. We perform, he performed that shit at uh, the festival we did in Houston. Boy, bro. shit was crazy, bro. He's so <laughs> like, cold, man. There's there's certain freestyles or YouTube videos that like you just go back to like their normal songs. That's one of them. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you just yeah. know word for word. But yeah. we want to give you a place to sh- um, name all your social medias, shout out what's coming. This is okay, your floor. Yeah. Um, so you can follow me down there everywhere at X. X Chris Patrick on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. It's Chris Patrick just on YouTube. X Chris Patrick on Twitch. You know, I'm trying to get back on Twitch. I ain't got my system with me right now, but I'm definitely trying to get back on it yeah. for the most part. Um, as for upcoming stuff, man, uh, I think being home is really special to me. This is the same room I created from the heart to in. Um, I don't know if that means anything to anybody at all. It That's might awesome. mean something. It might <laughs> not mean something. But um, I've you know, from the moment I touched down yesterday back at home, my mom was like, "Oh, he about to go back into that uh, to that little dungeon, dungeon of yours." I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, mom, it's been it's been a long time since I like. I'm gonna be honest, I I recorded all of from the heart too. Oh, is that a stink bug? <laughs> Get your ass out of here, bro. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I'm looking at this shit like, what the hell? But um, yeah, yeah I created I created from the heart too in here. I recorded parts some of X Files in here, but I spent a lot of time recording X Files in Chicago. Um. I did the EP that we did with Erica and Dende in Nashville. Um, there is a lot of From the Heart 3 already created. However, Ooh. I got some shit in my heart right now that I feel like I need to get off my chest. And as I sit back here in this space and reflect and stuff, I just, I think I'm going to be able to do a lot while I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a lot of days before I, cause I go to, I go to Chicago to record. Uh, I go to Chicago to perform. I got a show out there with a lot of Jersey artists from Chicago. So that's going to be really amazing yeah. for me too. But um, with the time that I do have with over these next couple of days, I think I'm going to be able to create something really, really special. It's already, it's already information. I see it, but it's something about being back in this room. It's a little small, ad, messy ad room in the crib in East Orange. That's, it's just going to do something to me that I think uh, everybody's going to be, everybody's going to be able to appreciate. I'm, I got a good feeling about it. Hey, man, we got a good feeling too. And Chris, dude, you're so intelligent, literally. And thank you. I, everybody knows how I feel about hip hop, but you, CXR, literally everyone in your camp is what gives me confidence that music and hip hop is going to continue going forward. Because, um, yeah. again, labels and different <clears throat> types of tricksters behind the scenes kind of mess things up. But as long as you're authentic, even you talking about your home, being in Jersey, you know how you identify as you know. Um, how to express yourself. And at, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So we appreciate you so much for being here, sharing your wisdom, man, sharing the jewels for everyone to hear. I want to say something to y'all too. Y'all are doing an amazing mm-hmm. job as well with this shit. You know what I'm saying? I just, Thank I, you. I was even telling Adam, like, bro, like, I'm, I'm seeing it in real time. Like, mm-hmm. we here, we here off of the admiration. Like, I, I, I fuck with what y'all doing. I love seeing the breakdowns. I love seeing the analysis. Like, I'm glad to see that people are reposting your shit. I'm glad Barry and Zeke followed you. That's super, super dope because I'm telling you, man, the spokespeople for, Hip hop and just the culture in itself, like we need more positive narratives. Uh, yeah, they just talking about little RT. I don't know how to say bro name was on the Kai <laughs> shit, saying some wild <laughs> shit that he shouldn't have said. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, as and I'm sure the way the world will work, it'll sort that situation out the way it needs to. It's either mm-hmm. gonna go in a good way or a bad way. You don't wish bad on people; you only wish for the best. And yeah. um, I had somebody tell me that yesterday, and um, I realized. When it comes to hip hop, what helps keep this shit alive is people like y'all. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all, y'all pushing proper narratives. Y'all are doing things that are helping uh, push the good in this shit. Like the fact that you're not overlooking the rhyme schemes of some of these songs, man. You're keeping this shit alive. Man, we need listen. more of it. You know what I'm saying? We need more of that shit. And like, it's just beautiful to watch people still care about this shit. Also, that's mm-hmm. why I got shout out. Obviously, CXR, Jordan Ward, <laughs> uh, Suave, Ben Riley, my brother Marco Plus, Asar. Uh, all the classic studios, man. They're 
fucking amazing. Shout out them. Uh, who else I got to shout out? Shout out my shout out my homegirl Kate. Uh, who else I got to shout out? I got to shout out so many people. Shout out R- uh, shout out RDC. They great people too. You know what I'm saying? I got to shout out them. Shout out shout yeah. out a lot of people on Twitch. Jermaine, bro. Yeah, man, Jermaine. You know what I'm saying? Shout out shout out the Ville. <laughs> shout out the Ville. They good people. Um, shout out RDC. Shout out Twitch community. There's so many people in the Twitch space. <laughs> Yo, there's so many streamers right now in the space who are doing so many amazing things. I could name so many off the top of my head from like uh, Shiaka CT. I, it's funny how I was about to sit here and say I can name so many off the top of my head and then I hesitate to name people. I got so many people I can name, but like the Twitch community, everybody who's in the Twitch community is really fucking fire. I mean, I don't want to just limit it to Twitch. Everybody who streams is fire. I fuck with how everybody's putting out content. It's really inspiring to watch. Uh, shout out Soul Child. Shout out uh, my dog Seth Such. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of in my mind. Shout out Alex Vaughn. I'm a fan of her for real. I keep speaking to Alex Vaughn so much. I'm a fan of her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out Sakura. She's from Atlanta. Love her. She uh we got some stuff going on. That's gonna be really cool. I think everybody's gonna fuck with that when they hear some. Let's go. I don't even think people know yeah, who Sakura yeah. is, but she's the best crap gem of Atlanta. Uh, but mm-hmm. folks gonna see it soon. And then you know, shout out, shout out my parents, man. Shout out my brother. Shout yeah, out my there we go. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Let's go shout out the rents. Yeah, I forgot it was Thanksgiving this week. That list. Yeah, yeah, bro. I You're busy, bro. You got a bro. busy year. You've been killing it. And guys, go check out that list for all these artists. But Sound Centric, Chris Patrick, you check out the.